those, Lord God, that aren't here, Lord, that you would uh, just prosper the works of their hands, Lord Jesus. And I pray that you would prosper this place, this church, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Amen. I don't have it. I already gave it to Grams. Praise you, God. Amen. Check out our church app. If you don't have it, download it. You can listen to all our sermons. Lord, you are. You can also. Um, let's see. Give tithes, donations. Joe says everything's right there on the church app. All right. If you don't have it, you can download it. What do you look? What do you What do you do? How do you do it, Joe? What do you got to download? What do you look for? The church says the church app. It's got a little cross, right? It's in purple, with a little white cross. That's what the app looks like. All right. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Father, I pray that, Lord God, that you would bless this um, word today, that you would go before us, that you would make straight our paths. Lord God, I pray that, Lord God, anything that's not of you would fall to the side, and anything that is of you, Lord God, would speak to our hearts. I pray that you would open our eyes and our ears to see and hear all that you have for us, and open our hearts to receive them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, a little overview. I've been preaching on the book of Revelations. And uh, we went through the, we're up, we're up through the seals and we're getting ready to go into the trumpets. So a little overview with the first seal introduces the Antichrist. His rider is on a white horse. The second seal, great war breaks out. The rider is on a red horse. He causes conflict and people to kill each other. The third seal causes famine, economic instability. Holds a pair of scales in his hands. And he is on a black horse. The fourth seal is a pale horse. So these are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And the pale horse causes violence, plagues, famines, death. And he has power over a quarter of the earth. The fifth seal are those who have been martyred. So martyred is being killed by your faith in Christ. And those that have been martyred are under the throne of God and they're crying out for God to avenge their deaths. And the sixth seal is a devastating earthquake along with astronomical phenomenon. The sun turns black, the moon turns red, and the heavens recede like a scroll. People try to hide themselves in the caves, but they cry out for the rocks to fall on them because of the wrath of God that is coming upon the earth. The seventh seal is 
Silence. There's a half hour of silence in heaven. And I don't know if you remember last week or when I preached on this seal. I remember I gave you the example of being in the eye of a hurricane. It's like the calm before the storm. A half hour of silence in heaven. An angel fills a golden censer full of the incense of heaven with the prayers of the saints and he grabs fire from the altar of God and he hurls the golden censer upon the earth and the earth quakes. It says that there are rumbles, rumblings, rumblings, peals of thunder, lightning and an earthquake. Then, the seven angels who have the seven trumpets prepare to sound them. <clears throat> when you think of trumpets, what do you think of? My thoughts came to me this morning is when the, the Israelites were surrounding Jericho. Do you remember? When Joshua led the Israelites out of the, out of the wilderness and going into the promised land, they came upon a great city, Jericho, whose walls were so thick they were impenetrable. Penetrable. They were so wide at the base. They were self-sufficient inside their city. What did God tell them to do? To march around the city. To march around the city seven times. And he had seven priests. You know, isn't that interesting? God loves the letter seven. Doesn't he? Think about it. All the sevens. March around seven times. Seven priests with seven trumpets. They're marching around the city. And on the seventh time... It said that the priests were to blow their trumpets. And then, when they heard a loud, continuous blow of the trumpets, Ephraim, Ephraim, can you get up there and grab the shofar and blow it for me? Go up there and grab that thing. I want you to blow it for one long time and I want us all to stand up let's all stand up when Ephraim blows it nice and loud I want us to shout really loud as loud as you can shout ready <laughs> ready and shout yeah come on you can shout louder than that here blow that thing loud yeah! 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 All right. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> here. You can, you can, you can, here. You can give the crampa now. There you go. There you go. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good job, Ephraim. And what happened? 
The walls of Jericho fell and the men that were armed marched right into the city. That's what happened. Good job. Now trumpets, I want you to think about this in, in concept of what we're going to get into, into the trumpets, the seven trumpets. Trumpets are associated with power. They're associated with power. A trumpet blast it means like, hey, something is coming. And trumpets are particularly related to wars and rulers. The sound of a trumpet has always denoted, <laughs> I wrote it down here, denoted military strength has always denoted military strength. That means, you know how like when you watch the movies and you hear the trumpeter <laughs> I can't do that too well. But what happened? It was like, come on guys, let's rally. It's like the cavalry's coming. So these trumpet blasts that we're about to hear is saying, whoa! God is saying, get ready. Get ready. There's going to be an overwhelming force that's coming upon the face of the earth that nothing is going to be able to stop. An overwhelming force. Are you ready? Are you prepared? And we notice that through the book of Revelation that we see a progression from the seals to the trumpets. And as we go from the trumpets to the bowls, things are going to get progressively worse and worse and worse upon the face of the earth. And it's going to get harder and harder to live. The first trumpet in Revelations Chapter 8. Revelations chapter 8. Verse 6. Then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. The first angel sounded his trumpet, and there came hail and fire mixed with blood. And it was hurled down upon the earth. A third of the earth was burned up. And all the green grass was burned up. I made a little note. It says, for all you golfers out there, you better enjoy golf while you can. Because there's no longer going to be any green grass. 
when the first trumpet is blown. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat that. The second angel sounded his trumpet and something like a huge mountain all ablaze. What do you think that might be? Was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea turned into blood and a third of the living creatures in the sea died and a third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star blazing like a torch fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and on, a, and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters turned bitter, and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. Then the fourth angel sounded his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon and a third of the stars, so that a third of them turned dark. A third of the day was without light, and also a third of the night. As I watched, I heard an eagle that was flying in midair, calling out in a loud voice, Woe, woe! Woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the trumpet blast that is about to be sounded by the other three angels. Some say that the sixth seal and the first four trumpet blasts in the book of Revelation are all but one event that takes place. One event. My grandson draws these many times. He's a space lover, and we all know who he is. And if you have not watched the movie Greenland, you might want to watch it. But if you do watch it, you might want to take some parental, uh, parental. You might want to think about it before you let your little kids watch it. Parental discretion is advised. Let's put it that way, because you don't want to have little kids watching the movie Greenland. Has anybody here watched the movie Greenland? All right. So we all have pretty much watched it and have seen it. Wormwood is in the Bible. But we have learned over the past years that very, very large asteroids carry debris with them. Meaning like smaller ones. Like large asteroids or smaller asteroids. And some of those smaller ones are very large. And what it sounds like, what John is describing here, is an asteroid event that takes place 
with many other asteroids following it at the same time. There's a book out there called Apophos. There's a prophecy out there by Thomas Horn who has said that Apophos is going to hit the earth in April 13, 2029. And NASA actually has confirmed this, that there is an asteroid that is coming. And a lot of them say that the NASA scientists are off on their calculations. They say that the asteroid is going to be a near miss. But some say that NASA's calculations and their projections of this asteroid are off by over 600,000 miles. That's a big, big difference. And if you've seen the movie Greenland, you notice that an asteroid is coming and there's debris that is falling all over the place. And they don't tell you about it until you start seeing the event. And one of the reasons why is because they want to keep calmness over the face of the earth. Because once you don't know, then everybody, they can keep control over everything. And people won't go into panic. But I want to tell you that the Bible has been telling us about this event for a long time. And God has told us in Genesis chapter 1, verses 14, God said, let there be lights in the expansion of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them serve as what? As signs. As signs. To mark seasons and days and years. So God has told us that when we look up into heaven, and I don't know, many of us here have seen the blood moon. If you ever want to see a blood moon, and you can't stay up to watch it, then you need to give your phone number to the Dodies because they will call you at 3.28 in the morning to wake you up to say, look at Grandma and Grandpa, you got to look at the blood moon. They will stay up and watch it. So, and they will alarm you. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I'm grateful and thankful that they did because those are events that we do not see every day that God gives us as signs. God gives us the stars, the moon and the sun, the heavens are as signs. In Joel chapter 2, verses 30 and 31, it says this, I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Again, Joel is telling us that God is going to give us warnings and signs. These are things we are to look for before the coming of Jesus Christ. Before the coming of what we were watching earlier this morning, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
who is coming upon this earth. He is going to return as he is promised. And his kingdom will be set up on this earth forever and ever. And we that believe in God will live and reign with him forever and ever. Amen? And Jesus himself also told us about these signs and wonders in Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 26. Let's go there, Joe. It says, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the seas. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. I want you to think of this picture in your mind. When you look up at the sky, and you look out during day, midday, and you see an object coming at the earth that is large like a mountain, and you can see it with your eyes, will that not bring fear into your heart? Will you not be shaken? Because those days are going to happen. We're going to see that. And are you going to be ready and prepared for those days? Are we? God has given us a hope and a promise through Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, and Jesus says, when you see these things coming, what are you supposed to do? He said, you're supposed to look up. Amen. You're supposed to look up and praise God because your redemption is drawing nigh. That means Jesus is coming to rescue you. He is coming to save you. He is coming to take you off of this earth. Amen? Amen. So there is a hope, but it's only in Jesus. But I want you to be ready and prepared for that day is coming. Whether it be our lifetime, whether it be tomorrow, or whether it be 50 years down the road, it is coming. And it is closer each day that we live than the day before. And I believe all of us are going to see these things happen. We're going to start seeing these large asteroids. I believe this asteroid event that's going to take place is going to be a large event that one part of it will land into the sea, another part will break off and land onto the uh, land, and it will cause a third of the waters to become bitter. And you know what's interesting? I looked up the word wormwood. Do you know what wormwood is? It is a bitter herb. Wormwood is a bitter herb. And I thought it was interesting because it causes the waters to become bitter. Turns a third of it into blood. 
It destroys a third of the ships. It causes all the springs, all the rivers to become bitter. And it says those bitter waters kill many, many people. Because the people drank the water that was bitter. And because of the size of the asteroid event, you know, it's like a volcano. When it spews up all of its ash into the atmosphere. And we're seeing unprecedented volcanic activity upon our Earth right now. It's all over the place. There's another one that just exploded in Indonesia yesterday or the day before. La Palma's been going on now, I don't know, 70, 60, 70 plus days going on strong. It has baffled scientists because of, the, because of the amount of lava that it's still spewing out and the amount of earthquakes that's still going on there. They just don't know what to think of it. It's beyond their scientific knowledge. But when an asteroid event hits the Earth, what happens? When you have a large asteroid event the size of a mountain and it hits the earth, what happens? It causes all of that debris to go up into the atmosphere. Where it will block out the sun, it will block out the moon, and it will block out the stars. That's what is going, that's what will happen. When you have a large asteroid. So they say the seventh seal, when a throwing down of the, and the earthquakes, the rumbles, lightning, and thunder, it's all tied in with this one huge event that it's going to happen pretty fast. From the, when he opens up the seventh seal to the first four trumpet blasts, are going to happen pretty fast. That event is going to be pretty catastrophic upon the earth. The earth will not be the same. Life as we know it after those events will not be the same. It's not like the six seals. It's not like the seals. Where there's economic indispensable. Uh, <laughs> Good Lord, help me Jesus. Help me Jesus. Instability. Well, there's not just like plagues, like we're dealing with COVID or viruses. Things are going to get progressively worse upon the earth. And they'll get catastrophic. And it's time that we get ourselves ready with God. Amen? It's time that we know that we know that we know that our hearts are with Jesus no matter what. There's no more delay. You are either for him or you're against him. It says that when we go through all of these trumpet blasts, that men, hearts are going to be hardened. And they're still not going to repent after all the things that are coming upon the earth. Listen, the fifth seal, the fifth angel sounded his trumpet and I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss. And when he opened the abyss, smoke rose from it like the smoke from a gigantic furnace. 
That's like a gigantic volcano. Probably because of the earth shaking and rattling and rumblings because of the asteroid events that have taken place. If we think La Palma is bad, wait till we see what happens here. It said, out of the smoke, locusts came down upon the earth, and they were given power, like that of scorpions. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any plant or tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. This is when you want to be marked by God. This is when you want to be separated for the Lord. It says, They were not given power to kill them, but only to torture them. For their mouths, for, 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 excuse me, for five months. And the agony they suffered was like that of the stinging of a scorpion when it strikes a man. During those days, men will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will elude them. The locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. On their heads, they wore something like crowns of gold. And their faces resembled human faces. Their hair was like woman's hair. And their teeth were like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was like the thundering of many horses and chariots rushing into battle. They had tails and stings like scorpions. And their tails, they had the power to torment people for five months. They had as king over them and the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollyon. The first woe has passed. Two other woes are yet to come. Then the sixth angel sounded his trumpet, and I heard a voice coming from the horns of the golden altar that is before God. It said to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. And the four angels who had been kept ready for that very hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. The number of the mounted troops was 200 million. I heard their number. The horses and riders I saw in my vision looked like this. Their breastplates were fiery red, dark blue, and yellow as sulfur. The heads of the horses resembled the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came firing smoke and sulfur. A third of mankind was killed by the three plagues of fire, smoke, and sulfur that came out of their mouths. The power of the horses was in their mouths and their tails. For their tails were like snakes, having heads with which they inflicted injury. The, mess, the rest of mankind that were not killed by these plagues still did not repent of the work of their hands.
They did not stop worshiping demons and idols or gold or silver or bronze, stone, and wood. Idols that cannot see, hear, or walk. Nor did they repent of their murders, their magic arts, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. That was the sixth trumpet and the woe. That was the second woe. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound too good. And I don't know about you, but I know that when the death angel <laughs> was released over Egypt and it killed all of the firstborn of Egypt, except for those that were marked by the blood of the Lamb, marked over their houses, over the tribe of Israel. You don't mess with an angel of God when one angel can wipe out hundreds of thousands of men. And these four angels have been given power to kill a third of mankind. I don't know, but you know, a third of mankind is a lot of people. There was already a third of mankind that was killed during the asteroid event. Now there's another third that's being killed. That only leaves about a third of us left. But we're gone. We're raptured. That leaves a, that leaves a third of mankind left here on the earth. And you know what it says after all of those things that take place? All of those wonders. It reminds me of Egypt. It reminds me of Pharaoh. When all the plagues of Egypt were going on, and Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he said, no, I will not let your people go. All of these things that are taken upon, are taken, taken, are coming upon the earth, still men's hearts. It says men's hearts were failed for fear, but yet not fear enough that they don't repent from their evil ways. It says they still harden their hearts. They still won't repent. They still trusted in the work of their hands. They still believed more in their silver and their gold and their idols that they've made. See, what happens is men didn't want to let go of the world. They didn't want to let go of the world and the way they lived and the way they knew. Even though God was changing everything all around them. They think that it might just go back to the way it was. Or might be even be better. We can make it better. Bring it back better. <laughs> Build back better. Let me tell you what, God's got a plan. It's a good plan. It might sound scary, and it'll tell you what, if you're left behind, it will be scary. But even if you're left behind, there's still a way. But it's not a pretty way, it's called martyrdom. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. It's in the Word. That's why we want to believe Jesus. 
That's why you want to get Jesus in your heart. That's why you don't want to let him go. That's why you want to hold on. When you see these things coming, that's why you want to stand up. Praise God, because Jesus is coming soon. Morning, night, or noon. Those don't believe them are going to receive their doom. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I don't know. Let's make today a bedrock day. Let's make today a day where we say, I'm done. I don't want nothing. I want Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Let's make today a day where we just stand on the rock, that we know our family is standing on the rock of salvation. Let's make, it, let's make today the day where we're sure that we know 100% that, that when all these things come to pass, that we're not going to be afraid. But we're going to trust in God. We're going to believe in Him. We're going to believe in His Word. We're going to stand on His Word. We're going to believe in what Jesus has done. Let's make today the day that we just are, are sure, 100% sure, that God is going to uh, take us out of here. When all these things happen. Amen? So let's just stand up, if you guys would, and you can repeat after me. I'm not forcing you. I'm not forcing you to repeat after me. But if you feel that, we're going to receive Jesus all over again. We're going to make sure in our heart of hearts that God is Lord of our hearts and Lord of our lives. Amen? And it's God's will, not mine. Amen? Amen. And if you decide today that today's your first day of receiving Jesus in your heart, then you make sure that you come and you meet with me. Amen? Before you leave. So let's all just make this pledge. Lord Jesus, I surrender all I am to you and all that I'll ever be. I put in your hands. I believe in your son Jesus. That he died for me. That he rose for me. That he washed all my sins. And I am white as snow. Because of what Jesus has done. The son of God. Who sits at the right hand. Of the Father is coming back. And I want to be sure of my salvation in Jesus. I believe this, Lord. And I accept this in my heart. And today I make Jesus Lord of my life, King of Kings. Lord of Lords, amen. Come, Lord Jesus, amen. Amen.
Thank you, Lord. So, Father, as we're all standing here today in your presence, Lord God, I believe, Lord God, that you have spoken to our hearts. That, Lord, we don't have to be afraid of these trumpet blasts that are coming. We don't have to be afraid of the seals because we are marked and we have the seal of God on our foreheads. We've been marked by you. And we believe, Lord God, that you will save us because it is your word and you will perform your word to the letter, Lord. And we're trusting in you and we're believing on all your promises that you've made. And we know that your son Jesus is coming back. Help us to be ready. Help us to prepare our families to be ready. Lord, you've placed our feet on bedrock, on solid ground. All other ground is sinking sand. Lord God, and we're trusting in you with all that we'll ever be. And I praise you, Jesus, for this day. I praise you, Jesus, for all those that have made a commitment to you and to your kingdom and to your son, Jesus, today. And I pray, Lord God, all those that have made that commitment Lord God, that have heard this, that are not here, that, Lord God, that they would reach out. That they would reach out to us and let us know so that we can praise God and thank God for their salvation. Lord God, and I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Before we go, can we just all gather around Mom? And we can pray for her that God will give her peace through this time. Amen?